I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. In front of the club, I see this girl like, yo, love. Thought she said thug, but she called me a scrub. Scrub what? She must have talked talk me a joke. Broke pigeon head freak. You lucky I spoke. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And it's a Monday. Woohoo! Two Mondays <laughs> in a row. <laughs> What's going on up in here? For like the second time ever, it's a Monday, and you listen to the Blackout Tips um, live if you're in the Spreecast. We got like 40 people in the chat room. I appreciate everybody showing up. Yes, yes, y'all. And, uh, you know, I was on the Evening Jones tonight, just minutes ago. Um, So if anybody followed us from there and decided to come to this show, uh, sorry that we're not going to be talking about sports and shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Nope. Uh, you probably you get think, the surprise of your life. Yes, Rod, he's gonna talk about Kobe and he's gonna mm-hmm. talk about, no, we're gonna be talking about blowjobs and bullshit. Yes, yes, while she puts it in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, uh, I brought the homie on because there's only one man that I trust to discuss certain topics with. And that is my man Chris from the Insanity Check podcast. What up, Chris? Yo, what's up, people? Oh man, chilling dog. Uh, you, you sound like you just got in, man. You, you do your uh, training for the night? So let me tell y'all how much I love Rod and Karen, all right? I So those who listen and follow to me, follow me on Twitter and listen to my show, The Insanity Check, know I'm training for a fight, a Muay Thai fight, on May 18th, right? So mm-hmm. I'm in training camp right now. Almost every day except for Sunday, I basically train three hours, two to three hours every night. Tonight, three hours a night. I finish my three hours, immediately leave the gym. I'm rushing here. I hit... I hit Karen on Twitter and say, I'm going to be 10 minutes late. Because the only thing on my mind is not going home to get some food, not going home to get some rest. It's like, yo, I can't let Rod and Karen down and be too late to the show. Yo, that's man. Oh, yo. That's love, dog. I yes. was thinking about that because I actually prepared for you to be late. Like, I was, I had a playlist. We was playing some ratchet-ass music. music. Like, yeah, I, Roger played some bullshit. With, the time I put it in your mouth, he was all mad and aggressive. I was like, who, who don't like yeah. the dick suck being angry? I don't know what kind of Apparently, Karen, that was. uh Karen has just been introduced to Akinelli for the first time ever. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I could not I could not have known that. And when I was in college, that shit was an anthem to all the lonely ass aggressive dudes in my dorm was <laughs> I eat right as aggressive me. ass dude, yo. Yeah, it's like fuck me for free, uh put it in your mouth. I mean, pretty much Alcanelli let you know what he was uh, about. But um yeah, um now Chris has been training and you also have a Tumblr uh dedicated to your training, right? You been uh, updating that or anything? Yeah, I haven't updated it for uh, the training like in the last week, but I've been trying to like update it for what I'm doing just so I can track it, track my weight track the exercises we're doing and just seeing it because training camp sucks man you know yeah. you like this is one, another one of those things that i always find funny when you see people who watch athletes do shit and they're like oh man that shit that shit looks easy mm-hmm. right it really isn't yo it, <laughs> like i'm just doing shit for amateur stuff like you see what the the real the pros do they're not just doing like i'm bitching about three hours a day these motherfuckers wake up they train they get like a lunch and they go and train and then they go train some more and right. they train like that's that is their job to train everything yes, that's their every, life everything they do is through the spectrum of training yes right. everything they eat right. and every everything is how many how much calories sleep, do i burn yes. how much like what kind of activities they participate in all that that shit becomes a job like i remember growing up you're like oh man it must be great to be an athlete yo you get to you know you get you get paid just to do it just to play a game 
No. Right. <laughs> no, nah, not when your body is a business. It's yeah. no longer a game. Five in the morning is not a game. Um, that shit might have been a game like back like when Babe Ruth and them were playing, and they could just like do coke and smoke weed and, and smoke <laughs> tobacco on the on the field, and and nobody was doing it. Nowadays, no. Nah. No. Nah. It, and and Chris, I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, right before here, I actually just left my now the story uh, of a woman who was told uh-oh. she was too heavy to tend. So, somebody, don't worry, I'll, I'll take care of this. All right, oh, one of the go. videos was like, "Fuck this, I want to play." Yeah, um, All right, well, go ahead, Karen. Sorry but yeah, that. Chris, you talking about what you would do? I just left my uh, kickboxing class, son, and uh, we ain't even doing the shit you doing. We like weights and like. She was t- teaching us to kick, and it ain't roundhouse. I was like, bitch, I don't know what we talking about. Just just show me what I need to do. And I was breaking a sweat from that, so nah, son. No, it, it's great. You know, here's the funny thing, though. So, and I'm glad we brought this up, because I don't want... I really don't talk about me, like my my training and stuff like that. I do the Tumblr and shit like that, but I don't, I don't bring up a lot. But right. I will say, that I, I know that Rod will appreciate this shit. So... I've always liked to play sports, right? Mm-hmm. And before I got into this whole train like a UFC fighter shit, what I used to do all the time was play basketball. Like basketball was my shit. Like, you know, every weekend playing at the at the gym, we get some guys together, you play there. Here's one thing I've noticed about now what I'm doing. I'm actually training for a fight. I've actually noticed that there's actually less arguments and less ego with me training with dudes to punch me in the face. <laughs> Than there is with dudes playing at the gym, playing basketball. Like, I we fight, but we spar fight. Like nobody's like trying to fight you out of anger. I swear, the last time I the last time I was playing basketball, I almost got into a fight at the gym because this nigga was like, "Yo, yo, why didn't you check your man?" Like this nigga just shot a three two <laughs> in the half court line. Who the fuck would check him? Right. And <laughs> wait, let us get paid for this. Right. Like these niggas, like at the like bat. Like niggas that play basketball recreationally, right? They they treat this shit like they pros. Yeah, like, and there's something about being punched in the fucking face by somebody who's trying to help you that is humbling because it's like punched to the face, and it's like, hey man, keep your left up, and right. you, and all you can think is, I need to keep my left up. Right. Yes, you know, I don't want to get punched in the face anymore. Um, these niggas were really at the gym, and, and what kills me is. I used to, we used to, I used to play with the old men. Like when you play with the old men, it's cool. It's just, it's just fundamental basketball. Nobody's mad at nothing. You, you get scored on. It's just like, yeah, they might talk a little trash, but it's not like, you know, it's not going to be like they, they try to, you know, nobody's going to go to the trunk of the car, come back with the chopper and shoot the fucking place. Exactly. Exactly. Nope. What happens is the young dudes start realizing that the old dudes are having fun playing basketball. Then they start coming over. Dude, and the they, MMA, the professional MMA fighting is the most psycho shit you will ever see because some of the things that are done, they do to each other are just fucking sadistic, right? And the second that it's over, these dudes always get up, shake hands, and talk to each other like they're fucking, like, best friends. It's amazing, and to me, that's why, like, I really have not even considered physically fighting someone since my first time watching UFC. Because those dudes look like normal fucking dudes a lot yeah, of the time. Yeah, they do. And they get up and they're, there's no aggression in them. They're just like, hey, man, good fight, man. Uh, you broke my leg, but uh, you know how it is. I'll see you next time. Yeah, Hopefully so get a rematch. they get aggressive and angry. Right. They and, could fuck like, you up. And so I'm playing basketball. I don't do shit like, motherfucker, I'll fuck you up. Because that dude could just be like, oh, really? Well, let me break your leg and get up now. Hey, buddy, now what you did wrong there is uh, you want to go to your ground game <laughs> What you did wrong there is shut the fuck up. Right, exactly. Even, even, even when there's trash talking, Chael Sonnen talk all that trash to, to, to uh, Anderson Silva, 
And after Anderson beat him the second time, Anderson was like, yeah, I still love my wife and invite him over for, for steaks. Yeah, they get up, they hug it out, and it's like, hey, thanks for fighting me. The end. Like, I don't want to fight a dude like that. I want to fight a dude that only fights me because he's mad. Um, <laughs> Fuck that. I need a dude that tires out and it's not recreation. He hasn't been training. <laughs> yeah, ain't in shape, ain't cut. Yeah. Don't run five miles a day. MMA fighters are like those white boys that you punch in the face and knock them down. And, they and then they get up and go, come on, and hit themselves and shit. You're yeah. like, oh, fuck this. No. Oh, it's funny you mentioned that. No bullshit. Uh, I also trained down at the gym of uh, the MMA Institute in Richmond. Yeah. I went down there. And that's, not, that's one of the uh, affiliates we, we go to when we train with them. And they have like a bunch of pro fighters and guys who are way more experienced than I am. One of the guys down there is like that. Like, he was just this little, small ass dude. He was like 135 pounds. He just run around and he's just like, come on, man, hit me harder. Come on. Come on, man, stop. <laughs> Don't be a shit. bitch. Come on. He just like, he <laughs> wanted you to kick his ass. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Yes, because if you don't give a fuck about about you getting smacked and hit, I know you don't give a fuck about Yo, me. That shit is the scary. Like, there's there's a couple scary things in fights for people that have like been in impromptu, not scheduled fights. Right? One of them is that nigga that fights and does the breathing shit, and you know that he's a fucking trained boxer. After he does like. You're like, oh shit, oh. this this dude is not fucking around. I apologize. And then there's the I white boy. Like a snake. <laughs> yeah, and then there's the white dude that has the trump card that's the scariest in fighting to me is the white dude who you hit and you actually like solidly connect and like really stumble him and he like hits the ground and you're thinking like, yeah, motherfucker, you better stay your ass down. And then they get up like, come on, let's go. That's what I'm talking about. You're like, I, I call that no. the Bruce Banner, yo. I call that the <laughs> Bruce Banner. <laughs> you're like, that's- no. This is not happening. Right. That's the Bruce Banner nigga that you're just like, all right, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, can we Let's talk about this? Over, okay? Yo, it was crazy. Uh. Yo, the craziest part, Chris, in my experience, that white dude will squash it like that's the crazy like if you yeah, ask, like if he's coming at you like fuck it let's go then i'll fucking kill you man i don't give a fuck and you go hey man i'm sorry that was a misunderstanding they'll be like you, you damn right it's misunderstanding man don't let it happen again and you're like all right okay and they'll walk off and i'll be like dude i was scared for my fucking life right <laughs> I, it, no it, it honestly is one of the six excuse me that i i've learned that the fighting is a very humbling thing because and I think that the reason why it's humbling is because people realize eventually you lose. Mm-hmm. Like even if you even if you don't lose in a in a real match, you lose in the gym. You, yeah. you you have a bad day where you get your ass kicked, and you just can't afford to have that ego because you will be humbled. And if you have the go- the dudes with the ego are the first ones to go in the gym. Like we yeah. get all these dudes to come into the gym and they're like, oh yeah, man, you know, uh, yeah. So like. You know, uh, I, I want, I want, I want you guys to sponsor me. It's like, well, how much experience do you have? Well, uh, well, I looked at some YouTube videos. No bullshit. This happens. Oh, <laughs> this happens. Oh, no, I've seen some YouTube videos and, you know, I think, you know, or, or I took Taekwondo like 20 years ago. So yeah, I think I'll be pretty good. You know, I watch UFC. No bullshit. This happens. These dudes really walk in the gym thinking because they've seen the UFC, they've watched a couple of YouTube videos and they took Taekwondo 20 years ago that within six months they'll be ready to fight. Yeah, you you have to, and the thing about uh, MMA that's even more humbling is like, unlike uh, uh, regular boxing, where pretty much you either get knocked out or, you know, go to decision or something, you know, TKO, like, there's going to be a time where you actually have to quit. Like, you have to tap out and go, 
i can't get out of this and i actually want to use my arm tomorrow i know it's so so i have to just sub like submit to my ego and be like hey hey don't break my arm okay and, th- and that's why like right now my first is a muay thai fight it's just it's just striking just thai mm-hmm. boxing because i eventually might do an mma fight but dog that's just so much shit you got to worry about man it's oh like oh god Yo, God, once the fight goes to the ground, now you got to worry about grappling and jujitsu and wrestling and judo. And I'm like, oh, listen, that's a lot of, for me to be. Dude, nothing looks more physically exhausting than three minutes of that shit. I, I, I three know, minutes. I know, right? And, and I guess for me, um, I'm fairly new to it. Mm-hmm. And so when I first started seeing, I think Brock Lesnar, is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Uh, was right. the first MMA fight I like ever, ever seen. And it was one of do one of them things where he just took an ass whooping. Like right. he it was like wow. And it was one of them things where when you watch him, it's not like boxing. When they called them dudes, it was like, This dude got eighteen hundred black belts in this. This dude has been around the world. He even kicks the airplane's ass. <laughs> this dude you were like, What the fuck? You know, it's like y'all know like all this different shit. It was like I would want to fuck with you. The scariest thing to me is when they call out the fighters' numbers and there's a hefty amount of losses in there, too. Mm-hmm. Which just means this is a motherfucker that don't quit, bro. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You got, you got nothing to fucking lose, yo. He's like, yeah, he's nine and seventeen, and he's coming in. You're like, God damn, like those those are the most dangerous dudes because they they don't they don't give a fuck no more. Yeah. So, so, the funny the funny thing about the ground. So I, I'm also I also do jujitsu. I'm a blue belt in jujitsu. I haven't done it in a while because I also coach Muay Thai now. Mm-hmm. But you people don't understand. They'll come into the gym and they'll see these guys in pajamas. They call them, but you know, the little geese, the pajamas. Like, oh, those dudes are just rolling around the ground, man. I can do that. Listen. There is nothing more exhausting than having a dude that weighs 200 pounds laying on you and trying to get up. Like, I see this all the time when people who watch watch UFC who don't know anything about grappling. They're just like, well, why doesn't he just stand up? It's like, yo, when's the last time you try to get up with 200 pounds (laughs) laid on on your chest? Beating the shit out of you, by the way. Collapsing your lung in. Come on, dog. (laughs) Like, well, I bench press 360. Well, does that 360-pound bar beat you in the face as it's doing it? Yes. Is this knee, is this knee like, sticking into your spleen as you do that? Oh, it's not? Yeah, it's fucking different, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny, man. Get to your feet. Uh, he, he's thought of that already. Trust, trust me. I love that. Yes. Like, I don't understand why you, just, why, you, why you just stand up. It's like, well, because, see, uh, you see that elbow that's kind of cutting across his fucking forehead and digging down to the bone of the meat? Kind of distracting him right there, you know. It's just oh, yes. fucking same, man. And, yeah. And Chris, the leg thing really tripped me out. I wasn't used to because, like I said, I've watched boxing before, so I wasn't really used to all the different styles. And man, they be fucking each other up with them legs. And oh. I and, and you know to hear people like, wow, he just blows that nigga. Do you not know he is like kicking his shin in, in right. addition to kicking his knee yep. in and his ankle all in one fell swoop of his foot? Well, um, I That's follow funny. Chris's Tumblr, right? And so I was reading one of them, man. He never responded to my question, but it was uh, <laughs> death by leg kicks. This stuff works. And he talked about ah! um, how he's been using uh, Naman Muay Thai. Wait, 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 what was the shit called? It was. Uh, man, I just call that shit Tiger Bomb. Yo. Tiger Bomb, man. But this, I looked at the picture of this shit, y'all. Tiger Bomb. This, this, I've had Tiger Bomb before. I okay? have too. I got it from GNC. Yeah. Whatever the Chris got is like some illegal shit that like. 
Oh, and Tiger Bomb burns. Uh, can only be sold in like three countries, I guarantee, and like oh shit, probably causes infertility. Is it roll on or some shit? Probably made from like tiger fetuses shit, and shit. That shit, come, that shit come straight from Thailand, and let me tell you, oh shit, it probably is illegal because that shit works fucking miracles. <laughs> but don't get it in your balls, right? So I <laughs> so I responded to him. And he never answered me. I said, that sounds great, you know, that this bomb is working and stuff. I said, but I noticed you didn't go into masturbation. How is it to masturbate with, do you rub some on the balls? And then just, he never answered me, man. So, so uh, I answer it now. So this is what happened. So the first time I got this shit, somebody, I seen the, um, uh, it was like a post on Amazon. They were like, yeah, you know, put it on right after you get out of the shower because your pores are open. So I'm like, all right, cool. And my legs were like on fire. So I was like, well, let me go ahead and put some of this because I got kicked in the leg. And I'm like, let me see if this shit works. So I'm putting it on my leg. I'm like, this is pretty good. But I was naked, right? Mm-hmm. And so some of that shit actually got on my balls. And what I didn't realize was oh. this shit actually fucking burns when your pores are open. Yes. Like, you are on fire. So I'm like, oh, wow, this shit's getting kind of kind of warm. Oh, shit. Fuck! <laughs> yes. Yeah, Dog, I, uh, I've i never told... Uh, Chris, I've never told anybody this, but we're friends and nobody else is listening. So, um, I had regular Tiger Bomb one time and I had a groin pull and I, uh, put some on my groin and I guess a little extra got on my dick head, just the head. I have never felt such pain. Yeah. Like I was just laying in the room, like curled into a ball in my dorm room. And my roommate's just like, you okay, man? I was just like, tears coming out my eyes and shit. Like, I don't know, man. Might have to go to the emergency room. Just <laughs> get this shit like five, ten minutes, man. Uh, don't go nowhere, man. I might need your car, man. Come on. Dude, I couldn't even. He's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I can't, man. Just, you know, I some things. Uh, I can't tell you. Yeah, that, that, that tiger bomb ain't no joke. I, I got arthritis. That shit work wonders on arthritis. But yeah, you don't, you don't want to get it nowhere where it needs to go. Mm. Yeah, uh, let me tell you something. If that's what childbirth was like, whoo! Yeah, no, ah! women mm. got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we win. Yeah, you I'll win. be a little bitch then, cause I, I was like, I was like, not I died like nine and one, and was like, this shit better die down in the next couple minutes. Right? No, that that shit is t- is, is fucking terrible. But it, it's great. It's funny. Uh, Karen's mentioned about the legs. That's another thing that people see and they don't really understand. They're oh, like, that shit looks. Oh serious. man, they get kicked in the leg, man. I, I can take that shit. Okay, listen. This is not like when your like little five year old brother kicks you in the leg. All right. When you actually, it's like having a baseball bat swung against the side of your fucking leg repeatedly. Yeah. That's why they keep doing it. Right. It's like, (laughs) that shit is not, that shit does not feel good. I get kicked in the leg on Saturday. I'm still feeling it now. Yeah. Like, it's still on the side of my leg. I'm still like, God damn it, man! It's yeah, like, yeah, it's it's like things look real. Like they look like they really hurt, you know. And I and and, and a lot of times you can watch the dudes' response and reaction. A lot of these dudes have really long legs and mm-hmm. like large feet, so it's one of those things where they have power. And sometimes I think because people watch it on TV, they underestimate the pure strength and power these dudes is literally putting behind these like short, swift kicks that they putting. Yeah, I, I remember. Um uh the first i was talking to my friend who plays soccer he's like man you should come play soccer and i was like i got shin splints and he's like uh what's that and i was telling him like uh you know it's like it really hurts when you get hit in the shin and stuff and i was like how do y'all deal with it he's like oh it just really hurts and i was like oh yeah fuck that sport oh, yeah no <laughs> i'm good dude um but yeah man you listen to the blackout tips go to the blackout com. um chris of course is the seti report uh 
on Twitter and Insanity Check Podcast. Uh, very good show. I've been on there many times. If you guys know of him, you should know of us and mm-hmm. vice versa, man. Um, of course, a member of the NWFO, niggas with fucked up opinions. Yep, yep. Came up with that phrase. Um, and, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta fuck with Chris if you fuck with us, man. So I know it's so. Make sure you guys do. And, uh, he also has, uh, the movie trailer reviews.net. Um, so you go there and get your movie review on and all that stuff, man. Um, now don't forget, you go to blackoutist.com, donate to the show, all that shit. We appreciate the people that do that. Um, subscribe, hit up the Tumblr, Facebook page, like it and all that stuff. Um, of course, we do have, um, you know, we do have a sexy sponsor this time, Karen. Oh, shit. So let me get ready to read this copy. Play some sexy music. Sexy, sad music. It's Kanye West. Going through some hard times. Fellas and ladies, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Well, you should be. Don't be a jerk about it. Just go ahead and jerk off about it. Have you been fantasizing about surprising your love with adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. If you go to adamandeve.com for a limited time only, you can get 50% off of just about any item in the entire selection. And this isn't like a physical store, guys. This is the internet. It is big as you want it to be. Okay? I know so, and as long as you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Fill you up. But that's not all. When you get your 50% off, you can also get three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus a free extra gift so central we can't even mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, they even throw in free shipping on your entire order. They are so sincere, people. Check out AdamandEve.com today for the special order uh, offer. 50% off of one item when you put in the code TBGWT when you go to checkout. And when you do, three free adult DVDs, free extra gift, and free shipping. That's offer code TBGWT at AdamandEve.com. Do it today. Do it. All right. Let's talk about some shit. Let's do it. I got some random thoughts. First things first. Um... So this Boston Marathon bombing people and this terrorism and shit, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I was watching basketball yesterday and the Celtics were on. And I feel like the Celtics are the most, like, one of the top most annoying teams in all of pro sports. <laughs> I've never liked them. Um, and I said so on Twitter and people were like, well, you know, the marathon and the bombing, like, we got a rally for Boston. And I was like, man, I really want to root for the city of Boston, but I refuse to do it through their sports team. Fuck the Celtics and fuck the Patriots. I don't like those teams. And you can't make me like them because terrorism happened. I'm sorry, but they ain't got shit to do with me. <laughs> I didn't like those teams before. I, why should I have to like them now, man? I feel like that that's a, uh, you know, that's disingenuous on my part to be like, Oh man, the Celtics are awesome. I hope they win the title when I fucking hate Kevin Garnett and everything he stands for. I actually think that um, if you the the way they force us to kind of care about those teams because they're from from Boston, uh, that's actually letting the terrorists win. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I think it is. I like the way you spun that, and I'm that's what I'm sticking with. Yeah. If you root for Boston, the terrorists have won. Okay. Yeah. That's the worst thing you can do is acknowledge what they did. I hate those fucking teams, man. Yeah, it's a I, bunch of cheaters and an asshole. I'm not rooting these motherfuckers. <laughs> <on>. Um, <clears throat> all right. Another thing I was thinking about too. Uh, 
um first of all elon james saw oblivion last night and uh apparently he found a plot hole in it and was very uh very adamant about uh, i am i am completely shocked <laughs> first thing yeah. i said was wait elon <laughs> you didn't enjoy a movie hold up now that's a shocker <laughs> but i think he actually said he liked it but he just found a plot hole or something like that and i was like okay cool and he wrote me what it was and now I, I haven't responded yet but i was like uh okay cool you know i i can see how you feel like that would be a plot hole and maybe it is i don't know i enjoyed the movie i, I thought it was a great science fiction movie but the real problem i had with elon is that he didn't understand why it's not an impossible white man movie i'm glad you brought that up because I, I saw that conversation i was going to jump in i was like well maybe know, we're talking about it today not... go on yeah um here's the thing uh, it's a great science fiction movie yes and skip forward uh one minute if you're uh scared of some spoilers people that aren't listening live okay but um and it's really not a big spoiler but and it shouldn't ruin the movie for you but i'm just gonna let you guys know you can't have an impossible white man movie where the hero has to die i'm sorry true it's fucking possible yeah it's yeah he got to live right impossible white men do not sacrifice their lives they put their lives on the line yes they do they do not die for anything unless they are immediately resuscitated by cpr from a hot chick that is it of course and then they have to have a witty comment comment after being resuscitated right yes like they've been awake for a while but they've been just like kissing or something like it's it's always something weird, but they, you, that's no fucking impossible white man has ever been like, and now it's time for me to do what must be done. Can, can I also say though that, I mean, that's, that's, that's one reason why it's not, but it's just not an impossible white man, even if he, he right. didn't. It's still not an impossible white man movie because there's nothing, I mean, he, he did, he didn't really, he was just like, you know, I don't know, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just, it's not. An There's a lot of shit that is improbable that happens in movies. Yeah. That's why they're fucking movies, because a lot of improbable shit happens. It's like, hey, let's document this, and people will not believe their eyes because this shit is improbable. Yeah. But, impossible? Nay, I say, it is not impossible. He didn't have any one-liners. Mm-hmm. He's like, like, if what, anything, what? uh, the trailer kind of does us a little bit of a disservice because it sells it. Like it could be impossible, white man. It does. And I knew something was up, and Chris can fucking testify to this. I knew something was up because I was like, wait a minute. I have seen like six different trailers for this movie. I haven't seen the Tom Cruise patented run once. Ain't that the truth? Exactly. And I even said, I said in our movie review, I said, Rod's gonna, Rod might like this. But it's not going to be Impossible White Man because you only get a Todd Cruz, uh, a Tom Cruise mini run, mm-hmm. mini run, yeah, and a jump. But there's no no full sprint, man, full sprint. Tom Cruise outrunning missiles and and and, and sandstorms and no, it's not an Impossible White Man movie. It's, it's just uh, not exactly. It's, it's a sci-fi movie, but it's not an Impossible White. Impossible White Man movies are just that shit that you just go, oh come on, man. Right. It's, it's not like the last Die Hard, yo. <laughs> right. This nigga was, this nigga, he dodged an RPG with a goddamn truck. If you have never, dude, if you have never, if you're in a movie, right, and you wonder, is this an impossible white man movie? Think about your reactions. If not once during the movie did you lean all the way back in your seat, smile with a smirk on your face and go, come on. (laughs) If you you didn't do that, then it's not. Nope. (laughs) Like the stuff that happened, I mean, it's 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 a 
Oblivion is a beautifully shot movie. Right. In yes, it is. Like that chase scene with the drones is amazing. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's it's amazing because the technology and and, and what he was using in the in the, uh, in the machine he lets him do that. Like it was it was all within the reality of the sci-fi movie. Impossible white man movies they do stuff that is supposed to be within reality, but it's like, come on, yo. Right. like he really like in the last Die Hard movie. Uh, John McClane used a regular Mercedes-Benz truck, like a monster truck, yes, to he drive did. over other vehicles. With people in them. Yes, people would crash and left and right and, all around in him. A, in another country that <laughs> is not America. Nope. And he, has no, he has no jurisdiction in. At all. The entire time, he had a smirk on his face going, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, anytime something I'm on fuck, vacation, anytime something bad, he goes, "I'm on vacation." That's right. <laughs> it's like I just killed 17 terrorists that I'm not supposed to be doing. I'm not even supposed to have a gun in this country. It's like right. I'm on vacation. I can't believe this. Yo, and then the scene with him and Jack when he was trying to he basically call Jack a pussy. Yes, for having that. Like that is impossible. White man movie. There's nothing impossible about. I mean, there's. There's a bunch of uh, of like sci-fi stuff right. in Oblivion, but it's just not impossible white man movie. He doesn't walk into a room of like twenty things and kill them and then do a one-liner. Right. You know, like he never looks at an obstacle and goes, "Oh, I hate Mondays," and then like jumps over a fucking ah. fence and then. Like, no, that did not happen in this one-liners. movie. There's no one-liners in in Oblivion. Right, it's a serious movie. Yeah. I, I feel like also. Impossible white man movies, they kind of know they're impossible white man movies. And so while they might be a little bit serious, they also kind of get the joke. Right. You know, and Oblivion is not, there's no joking in Oblivion. It's not supposed to be funny. There's not really a time when you're really like, ha, yo, this is like the last Die Hard. Some people didn't like it, but I loved it because it's like, me too. They, they understood the, the genre of impossible white man movie and said, right. You think we can't be impossible? Watch this. Like shit. Die, die Hard, uh, Live Free and Die Hard is, if I'm judging on a one to ten scale, mm-hmm. is like a two and a half movie, mm-hmm. and like a fucking nine out of ten of Abraham Lincoln's Impossible White Man movie. Of course. Like I wouldn't like if someone said, "Hey man, how good is this movie?" I would be like, "Well, how will you feel about Impossible White, White Man, Man movies?" Because I'm not going to lie to you and tell you it's a good movie. No. But it's fucking great at being an impossible white man movie. The scene where they dropped down like five stories. Yes! The, and it was like, and they just kept falling for no fucking reason. Yes. And it hit the ground and was like, oh, a chiropractor can fix this issue. Into a, well, they fall into a pool of water, but the pool's like three feet deep. <laughs> and it's radioactive. Yeah, you would die. Yes. So, like, there's no precaution taken. There's never a point where it's like, we should probably get radiation shots or something. Well, we're going to be that's the funny thing. Remember before then, they were just like, the, the, the bad guys had the radiation suits, the Geiger, Geiger counters. The McLean are outside. They're just like, oh, fuck it. Put some bulletproof vests on. Get some guns. And- <laughs> <laughs> Because we're impossible white men, that's why. Yes. We don't need no goddamn radiation suit. Impossible white men are always overwhelmed, but never uh, overtaxed, okay? Like, they're always like, oh, God, a helicopter? Not another one of these. All I got is two bullets in my pistol. Right. But but they never go, fuck it, let's run. Right. You know? They, they never cross their mind, dude. Like, I don't know, but yeah. They're that, they're that cop. They're that hero cop. That is on the force, but is underpaid, but saves the day every fucking day. That's yes. what they're just like. 
man, I don't make enough money for this shit. All right, let's go save these kittens from this burning building that's set on fire by terrorists. Now, speaking of impossible white man movies, I have a very rudimentary idea that I'm still developing, and I've got to do some research on it by watching some of these movies. But okay. I came up with the term Saturday, and everybody was trying to guess what it meant. Some people got it right. Some people didn't. And I said, I'll explain on the show. But everybody wants to know what I mean by the term impossible white woman movies. That's my new thing. I'm going to research and I'm going to get some. But I got a pretty rudimentary idea of impossible white and woman movies. It's not salt. Oh, not that terrible ass shit. No, it's not. Uh, You know, it's not. Um, She was not salting no food either. She was terrible. Right. It's not these movies that, you know, star a woman as the main character. Those are still impossible white man movies. They just yeah. star a woman. True. <clears throat> okay. You guys need to be a little more progressive thinking. It's a genre of movies, not just a person. Um, yeah, it's not Laura Croft and it's not Alien. I see people guessing those things. No. Somebody said Resident Evil? No, it's not Resident Evil. An impossible white woman movie are all the movies where white women's love conquers all. <laughs> okay? Okay. 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 And there's a lot okay. of them. Okay. Yes, there is. You know, there's a, uh, that, that Nicole Kidman shit where they had the Gangster's Paradise as the, as the, the, song for the uh for the trailer that coolio shit yeah it's the paradise yeah. yeah there's that shit there's blindside okay the help yeah okay uh, one of the all-time classics gorillas in the mist yeah where uh, her uh, yes her love conquered gorillas natural instincts instincts right. you know um so yeah there's there's a those they're not action movies and they don't have to star a white woman per se. White men can star in these movies. True. Keanu Reeves starred in one of these movies. You know, when he was, took over that baseball team. Yep. For the, okay. Out of the kindness of his white heart. Loved those little <laughs> black boys until they became something. Okay, so it can happen, man. Um, it's, yeah, someone said King I, Kong. When you when you uh, named this movie, I knew this is where you were going with it. I can't remember what movie you were watching or what, what you were watching when when you it was like BSG when you were watching you you were talking about something, and I was like, yo, I think I know what he's going with this because it's like I think you were talking about how like uh, the president was um was was like had all this faith in, in the religion and stuff. So he was talking about I was like, yeah, where Rod's going with this one? Because I know, yep, yep, that's an impossible white woman. Ca- uh, Coach Carter, somebody said, so Coach Carter, that's an impossible white woman movie, man. It's just where your love is enough. To change the lives of underprivileged people just from love. That's it. Like that's how it matters. You didn't. You don't bring a <laughs> whole lot of to money the to the situation. <laughs> you don't bring. Uh, you know. Under, no, you don't bring any of that. All you do is just show up with love and support, and all of a sudden they're able to just walk on their own and become a better person and believe in themselves and achieve their dreams. All of that stuff. Through your white, beautiful woman love. That's that's it, man. Possible white woman movies, man. There's a ton of them. I had to research them. I had to get some more qualifications because it's going to take some research to really narrow down the elements of what it is. But I think part of number one is it has to be altruistic. Okay? The women can't be in it just for like, I'm going to make a million dollars when this nigga becomes an NFL player. Nope. (laughs) It can be something like... um mighty ducks where it's like no nah, dude you're only you were only doing this because you were forced to by the courts and you can't know right count. right like coach carter he wanted to help them boys out the goodness of his heart 
that so he can be an impossible white woman but but like if if you take that but like on any given sunday if your whole point was like and then i'm gonna go and be a coach at another team and take the quarterback with me boo you're not an impossible white woman sorry <laughs> you, know, you don't have it in you yeah gorillas in the mist is a great one man that's that's the all-time Somebody classic. said lean on me um i don't know if lean on me qualifies i have to think about that one i have to think about lean on me for a second but if uh, the principal definitely qualifies with jim belushi yeah like all these school movies is a, a complete big genre of impossible white woman where all they the kids need was some love and some and some guidance and that's all it took for decades of of, of black of, of negative racism and uh and 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 uh institutionalized racism to just be erased because someone decided to love them for the first time and, and give all them a of speech. a sudden i can pass tests i can read right. i can write okay yeah you get a little musical montage going someone said sister act mm-hmm yeah <laughs> i'm telling y'all man the puzzle i'm on to something I'm gonna flesh this shit out. Yeah, we're gonna, gonna get back to y'all. Rules and regulations about it. Oh, and something I want to talk about. And this is gonna be real short. Mm-hmm. When did the rape van come in multicolors? What are you talking about? Remember, we went out yesterday morning. We seen the rape van, and it went in. It was instead of the classic white, it was blue. We have a we have a blue van. Someone in our complex moved in. They have a blue van with tenant windows. Shit look like a rape van. And Karen calls it the rape van. So, um, but it's true though. You can't yeah. like. You don't put you don't put tenant windows on that. And that shit is huge. And I said, oh, they they you know they they you know they multicolored. We done left the classic they, white and went blue. Unless you're like a home contractor or some shit like that, why do you got a van like that? Like, yeah. That's my van. question. Yeah. Hold on, kids, you kidnapping? Like, yeah, you're either moving carpets and and and, and equipment, or you're picking up women to rape. Yeah, right? you got the Bang Brothers in the back. <laughs> There is no de- there is no nothing no decals on it either. There's no like so and so's moving no equipment. So right. So like when you have one of those plain white van- like plant any color vans, it's like what are you using it for? Like and this because I always hear people say, well, maybe that's all they could afford. Bullshit. There's always something else out there. You have yeah. to specifically go to them and be like, yeah, yes, because the. Yeah, I'm because they generic. It's almost like a company van. It's like all the pretty sleeker versions, and you go, no, 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 no. I want plain. I don't want no curves on it. I don't, I don't want the windows that go down by themselves. I don't want the doors that open up by themselves. I just want the shit I can put kids and women in them and lock them up. Yeah, and tent windows dark, black like, too. Like you, that's just not. That's you know, I'd call the cops on. I do want to know who the rape van salesman is. You know, me too. <laughs> like he doesn't have a registry or something. I mean, I know we can't register guns, but we should be able to register rape vans. Ain't that the in truth? America, where it's like, yeah, I really, uh, I like this 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 van here. It's pretty big, and uh, does it come in any darker colors? Like you know, where I could like roll up on someone at night with the lights off and they couldn't tell. Like the the Ford India uh commercial where they uh or ad where they had the women tied up in the back mm-hmm. of the, the car. So that's really what it is. It's like, you know, you can fit uh how many women can I fit in back here? Right. Uh, <laughs> does, uh, <laughs> the, do you do these windows come tinted? Is that right. something I can get? Uh, right. I don't care what the legal amount of tin is. I mean, like dark the darkest you can get. Yeah. How many bodies can I fit in here? Do I can I fit them <laughs> sideways horizontally? Like how can I how can I get these? I'd actually like to take these chairs out of here. And, uh, and get put some... Nintendos and PlayStation and Xboxes back here. 
<laughs> shit, that shit was huge, man. It could fit like twenty five people. Cause I and, and I put and I didn't even cause it was out of the blue and it was right beside my car. I didn't couldn't even see my car on the other side of that shit. And yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, why is the rain fan out here at five o'clock in the morning? Yeah, I want a thermos uh for ice cream. Can I like get that in here? That's just stay yeah, cool. Yeah, can I fit a water bed back here? We, we got room for that. Um, so another thing, um, uh, this happened on Twitter on Saturday, and um, everybody knows my love for black women. Love them to death. My favorite type of women. Sorry, white women. Y'all lost. Came in second. Um, but um, Oprah has a show on her network with a life coach that somehow got a job. Ayana Benzan, the Benzendez, whatever yeah. her name is. Is that her name? Ayana or some shit like that? Ayana. Okay, well, whatever it is. Um, she got a job, um, you know, telling people how to fix their life. Uh, last week it was like DMX. And, um, you know, I don't know how you fix DMX's life anyway without getting into the, uh, crack, uh, Th- that's part true. Come first. on now, of his life. I heard that came up last and then the shit didn't work. Um, oh, in the chat room, Professor LCA says it's Iyanla. Iyanla. Um, so here's the thing, man. Everybody was, uh, supporting the shit last week. She was going in on DMX. And people was like, support DMX while tweeting jokes about him. Hypocritical Twitter, as always. Of course. It's like, this nigga looks cracked out. Support DMX, hashtag. Um, <laughs> so this week, um, she asked someone else I don't give a fuck about because uh, I don't watch this show. But um, she had somebody else on there and everything seemed to be going well on my timeline because you could just keep up with the people live tweeting the shit, right? And everybody's all like, oh, you know, I agree with that. You tell them, you know, and sometimes people do need to talk and all this shit. And apparently she said some shit that made all the black women on my timeline mad at the same time. Oh, what did she say? Um, I'm paraphrasing because I didn't see it, but something to the along the lines of um, you need to love uh, or be have a good relationship with your baby father because you chose him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you don't need to be, uh, like having a bad attitude and you choose to have a bad attitude with him or some shit like that. Um, demographics, ladies, demographics, (laughs) know your fucking demo. There's a lot of single mothers that listen to the show. You can't be dropping that kind of advice and think it's just going to go over all good. They might fuck around, stop watching this show that I like, I saw, I was like, nah, she couldn't have said that. Everyone knows you don't say that. Like, who the fuck else you think is watching the own? Ain't that the truth? Ain't no, ain't no fucking middle class white ladies watching Saturday night, Ayanla. Like, <laughs> they show lane, Yana Van Zan. Them white women done been checked out, dog. Like, yeah. You if you ain't replaying Oprah, they ain't there. She's, and then Oprah, like, tweeted the shit too. Like, mm-hmm, Ayanla is right. Love is a choice. So some shit, I was like, oh. But you, you know the thing that, they, that I always find funny about this shit mm-hmm. and that people are going off about this now? It's like, she's had like uh, Ayala or whatever the fuck her name is. Yeah. She's been on her. She's she's been friends with Oprah. They they've had this shit going for a while, and Oprah really has been on this shit for the longest time. Mm-hmm. But people have just like like you said, hypocr- hypocritical. People just have ignored it. Like all of a sudden now with the DMX shit. Oh, this is just dangerous. I can't believe Oprah's doing this. Right. Really? Have you never paid attention to what Oprah does? Oprah has taken advantage of you all for years. She has done this. That's how she got 
That's how she got famous, all right? Yeah, that's true. Oprah, when she first started, was no different than Jerry Springer. Mm -hmm. They were basically the, the same. same thing. Yes, they was. It's, it, something happened, and she became more, you know, she, she started catering more to the upper-class white women. Civilized. Right. Became, but she's she's the one that funds Tyler Perry. Right. It's like, yes, she's like, she does. That's, introduced him to being like, oh, yeah, mainstream. Oh, yeah, yeah, Tyler Perry, this guy's great. Like, I don't understand how everybody just goes, Oprah's our savior. Really? Yeah. Like, like it's not a game. She believes this shit. Yeah, and, and that's going to be the fucked up part about it. And somebody rephrased it, baby. Somebody said, uh, she said, you don't have the right to dislike him because he picked. I mean, yeah, you don't have the right, right to dislike him because you picked the, him. The person that you chose to have a child with or some shit like that. Like, you don't have the right to dislike him. I what do like, you mean I don't have a right to dislike him? He could be a fucking asshole. Right. People change. Shit happens. Um... But this is the this is the advice Oprah has always given to women on her fuck ass show. Right. And I'm like, why are you all mad now? This is no different than anything Oprah's ever fucking said. If you this is what this is where all the jokes come from. This mm -hmm. is where like Bill Burr has all the jokes about his his woman watching Oprah and he makes jokes about it. And I'm like, yeah, that's what Oprah does. Like all the men know this is what Oprah does and says, we just gotten used to it. But now people are like, oh no, this is terrible. Why? why well, why, she hit why? she hit a lot of women. In they home, like you know, there's a lot of women that be co-signing this shit because it's not always about them. So, you know, it's like you telling DMX a fucking crackhead to be a better father. Yeah, I can support that. Who the fuck can't support that? Ain't that's that the truth. It's not a huge demographic of crackheads that are bad fathers watching Oprah shows, right? <laughs> that's true. Cause that demographic ain't watching. But there's a lot of black single moms that don't right. like their baby daddies, man. And you tell them motherfuckers like it's your fault you don't like his ass. Uh, they might shut your shit down, man. Like I, I was true. not surprised in the least. I, I was more surprised that um, it was said by uh, Iyanla and then tweeted by Oprah. Like I would have thought Oprah would have been like, "Ooh, uh, Twitter's pretty upset. Uh, I'm just gonna call, sit this one out, and count my dollars." Oprah, Oprah don't give a shit. Yep. about those black people. <laughs> she is an old. You know, we had old man fucking jeans. She got old rich woman fucking jeans. She right. of course. Fuck. She's Oprah. like. This shit ain't gonna affect my dollars at all. Yeah, you don't give a shit. Yeah, y'all so be. I love, what I love most about the DMX joint, though, was people were watching, going, "This is wrong. I can't believe that they're exploiting DMX and doing it." I'm like, "But you're still watching." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I can't. This is terrible. This is terrible. I can't believe they're exploiting DMX for entertainment. But you're still live tweeting it and watching. It. Yeah, I do my damnness not to hate on anything that a lot of black women watch because you know they get shit. The oh most. no, I didn't, trust me. I so. Didn't, I, so, so like, I'll have that thought, Chris, and I just don't say, I'll be like, mm, <laughs> let me just talk about this basketball game, because this I, shit can't go forever, because anytime somebody is a life coach, life advice motherfucker, they are going to say some shit that is terrible advice. It's just a matter of time. Yes, it is. It's only a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. That's the point of Ask RIP. It's just a matter of time. It's all fucking <laughs> terrible advice. None of it works. It's all like if you really want the truth, relationship advice. Here's the truth. I don't know, dog. It changes. It depends all on you and the situation. Every situation is fucking unique. That's the truth of it. Anyone giving this yes. fucking like this fuck ass advice of like, listen, you need to. If your man got friends right. and they're women, he's obviously fucking all of them. No, that nigga fucks all his female friends. That, I don't fuck mine. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> That's the thing that people have never understood about why 
I've never, I've always hated relationship advice people and I've hated life coach people because it's like, every, there's a reason why we have um, therapists and things like that. And you can go to your therapist and you have people that actually are, they're like relationship therapists and you go to them one on one and talk to them about your problems. There's a reason why we do that versus having, going out and buying a book. Right. Because you can go out and buy a book, but the book is general. It doesn't. It doesn't fit your type and what's going on with you. There might right. be other issues with you that 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 deal. So I can't tell you that shit. I mean, it's just it's 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 stupid for one. It's stupid for one for a person to think that to go to somebody and read get a book and be like, this book's gonna help me figure out my life. No, it's not. Right. It's also stupid because the people that are saying this shit now, I I haven't been able to figure. I think some of them know that. They're both like I think that I, I think Ashley B knows. I think, yeah, Ashley B know. I think I think he knows ah. that he's, he's full of shit, mm-hmm. and he's just doing it because he knows that it's prof. It can get profitable, of mm-hmm. course. So there's those those kind of people that uh, they they annoy me, but not as much as the people that you I know. Think you know what's like. funny is a lot of the women that go in on Ashley B, um, cosign Oprah, and Ashley B is the kind of nigga that Oprah would cosign. So that's ironic. I'll just put it that way. Like no, you're absolutely he talks right. about Jesus and God a lot, and he tells women that they are basically whores, and gives the same advice Steve Harvey does, but for a lot cheaper. And um, she would definitely be like, "This dude could get people's lives together." So um, just watch your back. Uh, no, no bullshit. That dude, uh, Paul C. Brunson, mm-hmm. he's got, he, she, uh, Oprah put him on a show now. Mm-hmm. We used to joke him on Twitter all the fucking time. Who's, now he's got a show on fucking, on, on, on the O network. Who's this dude? Who's he? He was a dude that, uh, that, that, that like talked about relationship advice and shit like that. He was on Twitter. He's on Twitter too. But now all of a sudden, you know, he's got Oprah backing now. But yeah. it's the same shit. The same shit that we used to fucking joke all the fucking time. I remember, I remember Kev used to do it all the time too. But now he's got Oprah backing. So, so Rod is completely right. Ashley B is a dude. Yep. Y'all going black women are going to talk this nigga into being relevant and speak his ass into existence. Fucking with him, man. Like, yeah. I would, like, Tracking I don't know him and stuff. Having him trending and shit. Come on. Yeah. Like, I don't know if there's any type of equal of like someone that spends all day man bashing. But I will never know because I would never fucking follow that person or give a fuck. Fuck them. Like, I don't know, man. That shit is ridiculous. Like, at some point, you got to realize that and it's not a man and woman thing. It's just you got to you got to realize. And this is why I've always said that we need to start our own like online anti-trolling business. Yeah. To teach people how to anti-troll. Like, I don't get mad at Ashy B for anything he says. I don't give a shit. I I find it hilarious and I joke it and I... My, 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 my goal in life is to one day annoy the fuck out of him. A dude. He has 30,000 followers. Right. But he, but he follows 30,000 people. He's a fucking nobody. How the fuck can people be so mad about this dude? I don't get it. If I, I could get 30,000 followers, I just start following every fucking body back. Like, hey, man, uh, thanks for fucking with the show. Hey, uh, Steve Harvey, I'm following you. Can you get a follow back? Like, fuck him, man. That dude. And the chicks that retweet him. I mean, honestly, dude, let's be honest. They're like the retards of relationship people. We cannot give them this much credit. Nope. Like, they retweet him like, you're right, Ashy B. I am a piece of shit. And it's y'all's fault for letting those women get to you. Because 
some some animals in the pack are slower and need to be hunted down. It's just evolution. Fuck those chicks. Uh-huh. Fuck them, <laughs> fuck them, man. People trying to save these chicks. I would not want to save them, man. They are just like guppies in the stream of life, dude. They are bait. Fuck them. Oh my god, this shit frustrates me to no right. end. Sometimes that gazelle got to go, yo. There's, there's, there's a, like, have you ever seen like uh, the animals in, in Africa when they go to the waterhole and there's like crocodiles there? There's that one animal that's just too fucking slow. When right. The comes out. Yo, that's that's the nigga that got to go. That's women, yo. I always see these. Oh, I feel so sorry for any woman that believes his BS. I don't fuck him. You deserve it if you believe. <laughs> If you believe a nigga that is dead, fucking stupid. No, this is why I didn't. I, 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 I still to this day I laugh and I'm like, it's your fucking. I, I said this and I, I was like, I'm not trying to bash women when I say this, but as much as you guys hate Steve Harvey, I blame you all for Steve Harvey. Don't blame men for this shit, cause why? Can't put it on we us. Told you, we told yeah, you not you, to you buy see. that dumb motherfuckers. For once in our lives. But once in my life, I can say you can't blame that shit on us because oh, no. I don't we know not- any dudes that own a copy of that shit. <laughs> yeah, Dude, he didn't like, come number one bestseller for nothing. Right. I'm like, yo. And then they were like, well, no. I, I, I mean, yeah, I bought the first book, but nope, no buts. It's your fault. <laughs> no buts. Yeah, I got it. I a- did. I bought the first book. See? And, it's all y'all's fault. And, and I read it thinking I was going to get some comedy or some shit. I was like, oh, we can. Oh, no, 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 no. See, that's different. No. Nah, you, that's, yeah, that's different. Comedy. You, that's, that's different. Yeah, you thought he was going to be making jokes. I did. <laughs> and I was highly disappointed. I was like, oh, we giving out advice? Now, yeah, I put that, that shit up on the shelf quickly. That, that's different. We Karen and I have bought comedy books a lot. Yeah, like that's, uh, that's different. Yeah. yeah. Oh my bad. Chris Rock book. Like we've owned yeah, some comedy. That's books, what I was thinking. It was. Nah, this nigga was serious. Yo, Karen, you be mad as shit, yo. I was I was highly pissed when I read this. Go. Oh, this this we ain't got no jokes, no punchline. We ain't talking about well, my mama said none of that shit was happening in this book. I was like, Mm-mm. oh man, I can see. Oh, that's horrible. Oh man, oh, uh. I can see that too. Cause you're like, oh, Steve Harvey wrote a relationship. Oh, this has got to be funny. That's what I thought, Chris. <laughs> oh man, he's serious. Like, you know, where's the punchline? It it was none. <laughs> the punchline is when I punched that book in the face and put it on my bookshelf. <laughs> Like, listen. There's a reason why. How many men's uh, racist books are there are, are out there? Right. Because men, men ain't gonna buy them. Right. We we don't one because we don't read, but two because we just know that shit yeah. is worthless. And women right. would buy them shit still because women buy yeah, shit. Yeah, women would buy a man's relationship book. book. And you know, and I, I, maybe this is just me. That's one thing about men and women. They know that women will spend money on shit like that. Like, they literally will spend that money. To be told the dang shit. Yeah, men won't. So they go, why am I investing into a demographic that ain't going to spend money like that? And that's the thing that actually makes me mad about these relationship books is that when we talk about relationship books for women, the names of the authors that you know and that come up are almost all men. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just wanna, like, to me, like, that, that is the sign. That is a, that, that's like me going out and buying a book about black people written by, like, Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> oh, that shit would be terrible. Oh, that would be shit. the most racist black yeah. book ever. And then they go and get this book, and they're like, oh, this is terrible advice. Well, because it's written by a man. Right. Telling you what you need to be and do to be a and, woman. And not a good man that is used to fostering healthy relationships. Yeah. Just a nigga that just... 
fucking hates women deep down right, just right. can't wait to cheat on a bitch just oh just so disrespectful just uh, every and then he just puts that on all men as as this is what men do and you buy that shit like just oh so sad steve harvey got three failed marriages you know ashy b isn't married at all now but got a child you know yeah now he's all he do is call women hoes and whores and sluts and 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 not so many words but he basically just calls women promiscuous and shameful this nigga got a baby mama and we're still talking about him right let's get these jokes out man i got these jokes let's stick to the jokes we should be roasting this dude and that's it not waiting for him to tweet something in there and going, isn't this problematic? Oh, like Tyrese. Tyrese. Tyrese the one that tweeted about hiding in the bushes outside of his baby mama's house. Yes, he did, about, sir. He tweets about how fat fat people are fat and nasty. And people are oh, like, oh, like, come on, yo. Yeah, it, come it's on. Tyrese. At some point, you got to stop being offended by clowns. Exactly. And just laugh at them. Um, so let's talk about some articles, man. Uh, this is a kind of a technical article, but I'm glad Chris is here. I think he'll understand. Um, Netflix just made like the most profit they've made, um, like in ever. Um, but they're actually trying to get more money from their customers. Okay. And they're going to start limiting your options. The number of people who can use a computer that share or share an account, but they're going to make you pay extra. If, you know, you want your college student to be able to use your Netflix account in Idaho while you're still in uh, New Jersey, you know? I thought they already did that. I thought they were already doing that. Cause I thought they limited it because I think people were trying to share, get one account and share amongst different people. Well, you so can do two streams at a time right okay. now. So, like, if if I was pl- playing Netflix and Karen was playing Netflix in another room, we can do that. That's the most you can do. But if you try to do three, it'll shut down and get a warning and stuff. Um, but they're actually going to start being like restricting it to like the number of devices possibly and looking into some of that technology, kind of like Spotify does where it kind of yeah, shuts Sp- you down. Spotify own it. If you're on that computer and you turn that phone on, your phone is like, nope. And if you're on that phone, you turn your computer on, your computer is like, nope. <laughs> so just a heads up to people, you know, and I, I feel like honestly, I have no problem with this shit. Like, I know people always get mad about Netflix and you know what? all this stuff because we just conditioned that everything should be free. And but you know I don't have a, I get it. I don't have a problem with it because you know what's going to happen. That means when I turn my fucking Netflix on, I'm going to get some more new shit. Yeah, basically. Good for them. I've been telling people. I told people when the uh, Netflix raised, quote unquote, raised their prices, which they really didn't last time. People were talking about, oh, I'm going to drop my Netflix. Okay. Okay. You, you guys will be back. You right. guys will be back. Let me know how um, Hulu is doing. Yeah, thing. why don't you drive up to your local best uh, uh, blockbuster? Right. Oh wait, yeah. there yeah. is one. There isn't one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you'll right. be back. Well, I can get them on Redbox. Red okay. Okay. Yeah. Go. Well, go stand in line and yeah, uh, at, at the hopefully, Harris. hopefully they have what you're looking for. Like at the Harris Teeter, while I roll my grocery basket around you, while eight people in line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Netflix has my entire childhood on on, right. on watch. Yes, so it does. So yeah. you guys who have a problem with Netflix, you do that. I'm gonna pay my seven ninety nine a month, and I'm be good. So yeah. go stand in line behind that really indecisive white girl that just came from the gym. Yes, and seems like she doesn't have a lot of shit to do at the Red Box. Go have go have a good time with that, buddy. Mm-hmm. She can't decide if she wants to watch a horror movie 
or the latest impossible white woman movie yeah now you gotta wait 20 ha! minutes behind her Fuck while me. she decides or the mom with the kids running around come right. on dog I, I was watching i was watching star trek voyager in my bed last night with my tablet i'm, mm-hmm. I'm good yeah i've been watching uh battlestar galactica mm-hmm. um wouldn't streaming you know yeah. couldn't have done that before that's the one thing i will say i've been wanting to buy that series on blu-ray but because i have it on netflix i've just been like why? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. They do that a lot. They save me a lot of money, actually. Yeah, they do. They, they've been saving my life, yo. Um, I think I found a job, by the way. Uh, I haven't interviewed for it yet, but I don't know how I couldn't get it. Uh, apparently, Beijing is hiring a chief pornographic, uh, pornography identification officer. Mm. And I feel like oh. my whole life has been driven towards this point. What is his job? Uh, well, this job is, uh, uh, one of the best jobs in the world. Chinese internet security firm Anquan Ling Ming are aiming at uh, to be a neutral and impartial third-party organization establishing industry standards for internet safety, improving China's internet usage environment, and protecting netizens' internet rights and interests. In order to achieve this lofty goal, an opening has arisen for a chief pornography, uh, pornography, I keep reading it that way. Chief Pornography Identification name, Officer. That's what his name should be. Pornographic Man. <laughs> pornographic Man. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to say, Chris? Porno Man. Yeah, yeah. Porno Man. I was beaten, regulating porno? I was bitten by a radioactive porn star. And I realized ever since then, with great power comes. Uh, identification Officers. Uh, oh, that's your responsibility? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there are no surprises or hidden catches. The job literally involves trawling the web for pornogra- uh, pornography and upon the inevitable discovery of adult material, categorizing the content to better protect China's web server servers and create a standard with which to judge obscenity by. Um, I watch a lot of, uh, like, uh, hentai mm-hmm. and that shit. And, uh, yeah, um, that shouldn't get weird. That shit get freaky that, you know, I've messed around and, uh, caught some and I'd be like, um, this kind of pedophile ish here, uh, with these little girls. Mm-hmm. And he going to be looking at shit like that. Yeah. yeah you gotta see, check it. Yeah. That's the thing that, uh, I was going to say, yeah, Karen's right on this one. Like, I think if that job was here in the U S it'd be a cool job. Mm-hmm. You'd have some yeah. weirdo shit you have to deal with every now and then. But, but them Asians, man. Yeah, it got some weird shit. I'm trying. I'm, but see, you, you, this is this is why I'm perfect for it because I've seen more pixelated genitals than like three, four men combined. Ah! Like I, I don't. That doesn't bother me at all. At this point, I'm so so zoned in with my porn game. You can pixelate all the genitals you want, and it doesn't affect <laughs> me at all. Like my brain is like Neo in the Matrix. I see code only. Like it's amazing. <laughs> so I feel like that's why I said for me, I can't say for everybody, but for me, this is the job I need to have, man. They even give they give you twenty one thousand euro a year, and you also get a free yearly physical checkup. Uh, oh, to be to be sure your jack off hand is good. Yeah, you know your wrist, wrist frames, carpal tunnel, shit like that. Um, uh, you get presents for you and your family on your birthday, free transport, free fruit and yogurt while at work. Now, I don't know about the yogurt. I wouldn't try that. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. That's a little, have some a little too close to home. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, uh, apparently, uh, the job list has been shared over 120,000 times already. <laughs> so I'm sure a lot of guys are about that business applying. Um, speaking of, uh, applying, um, there's a new 
lady who wants to be a, a life and relationship coach. And a lot of people can't guess the racing though. Nah, not guess the race this time. Uh, okay. cause the article's too fucking long. Um, but, uh, she's a ex hooker. She's had sex with a thousand men for as much as 700 euro at a time. And now she's an infidelity counselor. You know what? I actually think this actually might be one of the few times I'm actually going to say, oh, I think I actually think she'd be a good one. Mm-hmm. Because she's fucked a lot of married men. Yep. So she will be able to tell you, like, where you fucked up to make them come to her. Right. That's the theory anyway. Right. Well, yeah. Well, is is her is her life coaching just for women or is it, like, for couples? Like, couples. Uh, for couples, I think she actually might be. Well, it says here um, it was for wives. But wow. she's an infidelity counselor, so that must mean... Uh, you know, the woman, somebody got to find it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's probably talk, talking to a lot of couples, too. I think I think she might be okay because, like, she's very specialized in, she's talking about cheating and, well, well, she her whole job involves dude cheating on their wives with her. Yeah, so apparently she spent years listening to men talk about their failed relationships and why they slept with escorts or other women. Um, I know better than anyone what, what it is that women do to drive men away. Here's the problem. Okay, guys, here's the problem with all this shit the things that drive these kind of men into the arms of a hooker are things you can't solve because those things are called marriage and children and life right (laughs) and they are fucking her because they don't have to deal with any of that shit when they fuck her nope you can't do that mother wife worker house cleaner you've got 15 different jobs like 17 yeah. different things washing that, clothes that cooking we, cleaning won't the won't the fuck won't dicks up right. on it all in one and to gotta get the kids up and yeah it's a lot right. of shit now you're expecting women to do all this shit of course you know if they're farming out they're not just farming out sex with these women they're farming out peace of mind yeah and you can't provide that i'm sorry but you, you married a cheater, and the only really thing you can do is divorce his ass. Cause I'm sorry, once you start paying hoes, there's no coming back from that. Okay, right. there's there's a type uh, of cheat, there's a type of cheating that I believe you can come back from. My personal just like guess is that you will be able to come back from like, look, man, I fucked this chick one time. I was drunk. I was at a club. It was a work party. I don't know what I was thinking. Like there's that regretful, remorseful, like you know, get your shit together, cheating. That I think men and women might do when you might could come back from that one time off type. But then there's like the affair, which is, I think would be much, much harder to come back from, but maybe you even could come back from that. But when you're just paying for the pussy, you have made a commitment, sir. How <laughs> does an exchange happen? You have budgeted, you have budgeted your cheating. Not just paying for the pussy, but when you have actually become a recurring customer. (laughs) She got a PayPal account or something. You have a budget for pussy on the side. It's not coming back, dog. There's no fucking comeback. It's it's like, um, uh, Mark Sanford, when he was, uh, he, 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 this is a dude that left his kids and wife on Father's Day weekend to go down to Argentina. (laughs) <laughs> to yeah. deal with his mistress right. like, you can't come back from that shit yo. all the counseling in the world oh. it's a wrap for you 
He is with his new woman now. Little you, Johnny didn't get new shoes because you had to pay your hooker. You are Aww. in, like, if you're a woman going to this counselor, you're just getting fleeced too because you're now in new chick denial. This dude got a new chick. Okay, let that and man. It ain't you. Let that man prosper and go get your half because that's the only thing that can solve this. So what I, I don't understand so. is like dudes who just don't like at this point with people who parent again. This is another one of those. Well, if life, if real life is like Twitter, right? You know, apparently, you know, so many people are now down with the open marriage and just being open and honest and shit like this. At this day and age, you might as well just go in and tell your wife up front, "Hey, this is what I'm trying to do." And be right. honest, save time. She might be down too. Right, according to Twitter, people yeah. might be down with that shit. So okay. you might as well just go ahead. Okay. Most ain't though, but she might. Hey man, hey dog, hey, do that shit if y'all want, man. <laughs> right, right. I don't, I don't believe that shit. Either. Listen, I listen. Most ain't. Most is gonna give you the side eye. Yeah. Hey, dude, <laughs> bring that shit up at your own motherfucking risk. That's how niggas get cut. Bringing that shit up. This this ask Chris T advice right here, yo. Yeah, exactly. As a matter of fact, I might tweet that tomorrow. Hey, if you want an open relationship, just ask. You never know. She might be into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that shit would be open and closed all in the same phrase. If you had the kind of woman that was into a, a open relationship and threesomes and shit, you'd already know. Right. You'd right, already right. know, guys. Yeah. The thing, the thing about it is, though, like, I actually do think that, like, maybe not, like, if you're already in a relationship with a chick, don't do this shit. But from from then on, when you start being, you might, if this is what you're trying to do, you might want to just start being open and honest. Yeah. I, I fully believe that that's good advice, that mm-hmm. not enough people are open and honest about what they do and don't want. Agree, to. agree. Don't bury the like, lead, but let's just, you know, it's a lot of niggas married for seven years. Right. Thinking they're going to read somebody's timeline and then walk up in the house. <laughs> And, and spit that shit, and they gonna end up calling nine one one with a knife in their chest. Don't again, do it. But again, but again Rod, here, here's the thing about that though. I say let that shit happen. Why? Because just like those are the, the chicks that bought the Steve Harvey book or or or, or, or retweet Ashy B and think that he's real. Yeah. Niggas that do this shit tomorrow after hearing our conversation, mm-hmm. then the dumb niggas that need to die anyway. Natural so, selection. Ah. Yes, yeah, she will be sure that you get weeded out. The guppies of life. That's what I'm calling these motherfuckers. The guppies of life. Um, alright, so, uh, speaking of the guppies of life, here's a guy's, uh, f- first day on the job as a news reporter. Let's, uh, how do you think this went, Karen? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, let me make sure this article isn't playing. Alright, cool. No, you know that one article wouldn't shut the fuck up. Um, I know, right? All right, so here's his first day on the job, guys. Sports Sunday on NBC North Dakota News, your news leader in high definition. Yeah, fucking shit. Good evening, man. Oh. AJ on. Yeah. Um. First day on the job, AJ Clemente. In case you didn't hear, I'll play it again. Play it again. NBC North Dakota News, your news leader in high definition. Yeah. Fucking shit. Good evening, I'm Van Chu. You may have seen... <laughs> yeah, AJ says gay fucking shit. Oh, I didn't even hear the gay shit. The yeah. Gay yeah, I'll play it again. Gay fucking shit. Here we go. Report Sunday on NBC North Dakota News. Your news leader in high definition. Gay fucking shit. Good evening, I'm Van Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, worst... First day, yo, grand opening, grand closing. He got fired today, by the way. Of course. <laughs> I always said we play against the race. Sure, play against the race. I don't know. I don't even know what this dude's race is, Karen. But Uh-oh. 
if y'all want to play guess the race y'all can but i don't know what y'all gonna call them um gay fucking shit first three words ever on the job uh black homophobic black says the chat room his last name is Clemente, A.J. Clemente. Uh, one of the, what do they call it? White Latino male. Yeah, he is white. I saw the video of Mulatto, fucking white guy, white, dumbass Mexican. Yeah, he's he's white Latino, you know. He could pass. Um, all right, Chris, we got some guests to race for you, brother. All right, here's the first one. Now the story of a woman who was told she was too heavy to tan only after she had already paid. When she asked the Norton Tanning Salon to show her their policy or give them a, give her a refund, it refused. And that's when she contacted Channel 3's Sarah Shipman for help. Sarah joins us live from... Now, these articles always amaze me because, one, they the, the people who did it took your money and wouldn't give it back. Come on now. So that's already like a dick move, right? Right. But what they're basically... What they're basically trying to barter on is the fact that you would be too embarrassed to tell anyone. Because who wants to call the news or the police and be like, yeah, man, they said I was too fat to tan, so they won't give me my money. You know what? I'm hanging and up. The fuck, I, I don't know why I thought I could make this call. And the most fucked up part of They knew that when your fat ass walked in there. They know the dimensions of their machines and you're too big. Yeah, give her the, Just say no. The least you could do is give somebody their money back. Yes. All right. Hi, Sarah. Well, Russ, you know, tanning beds like this one have an acrylic top on them. And while it's prone to breaking from wear and tear, the owner here at Tan and Beyond in Akron tells me he's never heard of a weight limit on them. But that's not what another tanning salon in Norton told Kelly McGreevy when they took her money and refused her service. I've never had anyone ever tell me that I couldn't tan because of my size. Kelly McGreevy says Aloha Tanning turned her away. He said, um, sorry, but I'm not going to be able to let you tan today because we've just implemented this new policy where um, anyone over 230 pounds can't go in one of our beds. It really- I like how he clearly made that up on the we spot. We just implemented, yeah. And I also like that he, he like uh, eyeballed her weight. You know what I mean? Like you know, he made that. He's like, yeah, nobody over. You are about two forty-five by two thirty. Yeah, just brand new policies, not even written down, not even written down, ma'am. Uh, and no, you can't have your money back. How dare you? Really upset me. That's discrimination. McGreevy then asked for a refund of the nearly $70 month-long tanning package so she could take her business elsewhere. And he said, no, we don't give refunds. McGreevy called police filing a report against the owner of Aloha Tanning, Justin Heilman. I asked to see a policy, and he said, no, absolutely not. We asked to see it, too. Um, We were just curious about your weight limit policy. Well, there is a a weight limit on the acrylics. It's like 230. 230 mm-hmm. pounds. Do you have that written down anywhere? No, we discussed that with the people. But it's not written on your, on the sign-up form or anything? Uh, no. The BBB gives Aloha an F rating. We oh, shit. I wonder if she's the only one that uh, has given it the F rating or if, like, other people have complained, too. Like I bet you this is probably, like, an ongoing issue where that you do some shit they taking people money they're probably not even all big people they just cheating people you gotta be really ballsy though yes to take a motherfucker's money and think they won't do anything to you yes and i have this written down yeah and they have no proof of this so this is some shit y'all made up 
yeah all that come in here and they know that they're they can't go into the lay down beds because they're so now they're bigger she said only the manager could approve a refund and while mcgreevy works on that she wanted other people to know her story I mean, maybe there are people that have come here before or that are going to come here that are overweight. And, and I just want them to know that you could be mistreated. I just want my money back. All right, Chris, guess the race of Miss McGreevy. Um, Moby Dick, the great white whale. <laughs> oh, the chat room says too fat to lay in one place. Honey, boo boo in 15 years. whiter than mayo and mayo sandwich? Aww. Mrs. Fat Bastard, one who resembles a polar bear in a snowstorm. Aww. She got her money taken away and didn't leave in handcuffs on an assault charge. Mayonnaise white. Melissa McCarthy white. Ah. Beat Shamu white. I bet you can find pieces of cheese in her bra. She put her hand on her hips in disappointment <laughs> white. White, <laughs> white whale who wanted to be golden brown like seals. The bitch is a big cheddar. Only black guys like me now. White. Oh, behave white and tanning white ah. privilege. The correct answer is white. It was a white woman. Yes. All right. How about this one? Clifton, Kentucky. Hickman County Sheriff's Mark Green said around 2 a.m. Sunday in Clinton County, I mean, Clinton, Kentucky, a woman came home to find a man at her front door. According to Green, the man busted the door in and stole a TV, jewelry, and other miscellaneous items. He said the suspect got in a vehicle and drove away from the woman's home. The woman then called authorities. Hickman County Sheriff's Office, Office Deputy Sergeant Ben Nativa died. Okay, Nativa died. Responded. The woman told him the suspect was in a Ford F-150 with an Illinois license plate. Green said Nativa died. Uh, spotted the truck on Highway 703 and a vehicle proceed, began for about a mile, ending when the suspect drove the truck into a deep ravine. Green said at one point the suspect stopped in the middle of the road and told the officer to not come any closer. After the wreck, the officer chased the suspect on, on foot. Hickman County Deputy Clinton Police Department and Mayfield Police Department and K-9 Kane assisted with the apprehension of the suspect after a perimeter was set up. The K-9 unit came, located the suspect, hide it in a creek, covered in mud, and he was taken into custody. Michael Williams, 21, of Cairo, Illinois, was charged with burglary, burglary fleeing, and evading police, resisting arrest, and wanton endangerment. He is being held uh, at the detention center on $25,000 bond. According to Green, the items belonging to the home were found in the vehicle and returned. Uh, so guess the race, Chris. Oh, that was hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was his name again? His name was Michael Williams... 21 years old. Uh, I'm going to go with black. All right. He was polite enough to wait for her to get home and rob him? White. Get her done. Meth head cheese eater. <laughs> Fugitive black, still alive white. Kick in the door waving a 4-4 Biggie Smalls black. Bill Duke in Predator black. <laughs> that is some <laughs> bubbles for the wire. Crackhead shit. Schwarzenegger in the Predator white. Chico, raw chicken. Lemonade ain't cold enough. Tank. Let Ganny Glover from Color Purple. Bubs from the wire on the out of the state caper crackhead nigger white odd future fan white the correct answer is black chris on the road chris i don't know how chris got that one man that was a hard one i just was like uh, black i will say the mud should have been a pretty good giveaway yeah that was doing i was like uh mud Uh, but then it could have been a a white guy who covered himself in mud to try to i was like yeah uh. all right here's another guest the race 
Um, and you're right. He could have been on some Rambo shit, like right, right, hiding in the mud, <laughs> trying to, trying, trying to like just stick his head out and shit, holding the AK-47. Uh, but and nope, it was a nigga hiding in the mud. It's like it match my black face. Jack Pirtle's chicken, Jack Pirtle's rather, calls its chicken down home delicious. The things got down and dirty after a father and son got upset about their order. WREG's Sabrina Hall reports this duo is accused of showing off an assault weapon when they didn't get everything they ordered at the drive-thru. Uh-oh. If you've ever had your order messed up going through a drive-thru, you might have been disappointed. But you probably didn't do what police say a father and son duo did. They say it's down-home delicious. I love the gravy, the biscuits, and the chicken. And I love their gizzards, but I like the way they steam it. And the chicken wings? Oh, they're out of sight. So good. One father and son wouldn't do without them. I guess it's the area that where, where we at. Yeah. People don't play about their foods. Police say when Antonius Hart and his son, 19-year-old Hart Jr., went through the drive-thru at the Jack Pirtles on Jackson, the cashier forgot to give them their chicken wings. They discovered this Not after the they drove away. Police say Hart and his son weren't too happy about having to drive back. According to court documents, they wanted Jack Pirtles to know they were serious about their chicken. So much so, they showed workers an AK-47 and demanded <gasps> extra wings. What? Here? Oh, man, that's crazy. Next time they better get them wings right. <laughs> but Jack Pirtle did not fix their order. Instead, they called police. They don't like chicken that much. <laughs> no. no, that's not good. No, I don't think that's cool at all. And the father and son won't be getting any Jack Pirtle's chicken tonight. We checked with 201 Poplar. They're serving Sloppy Joes and carrots tonight. Reporting from North Memphis, Sabrina Hall, WRG News Channel 3. All right. So funny. I, we, we did this story today. I didn't see the, the race of them, though. Okay. But it, <laughs> what did you say, Chris? I'm, I'm giving the uh, – this is this, uh, 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 25 to Life is a family reunion black. Okay. All right. <laughs> son are facing aggravated assault charges. By the way, uh, best part of this video is when they cut back to the studio and the face that the guy makes uh, when he's just shaking his head like these motherfuckers. And what's even funny is that she knew what the what the local uh, prison had on their menu. Yeah, she did her research. Yeah, she did. Uh, So South Sudan black ice cube having a bad day. They pulled out their AKs black nigga that need that shit Louisiana fast or they going to shoot you. Rick Ross and Cleveland Brown Jr. got a chopper chop in the car black. I feel this is racist no matter what, so they don't even say a race. Nothing is black. Nothing is blacker than chicken rage. Haitian. Ah. Somebody lied. They get they got the chopper in the car. Rick Ross, Fat Albert cartoons. N I double G E R. Amer Amu Rikans, white. Uh, Doctor Heathcliff Huxtable and Theo. Uh, watermelon lover. Ain't nobody got time for that black. Club pose, club, club pose black. Nigga, come on, black. Nigga, 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 black. That is the tasty burger. Samuel Jackson for Pulp Fiction. Uriah Hall black. The correct answer is black. That sounded like such a black crap. Wait, I don't know. Did you, did you guys see the one about the, um, <clears throat> I also covered this one yesterday too. Oh, the police officer that pulled the gun on the on the white dude uh, mm-hmm. at, the, at the McDonald's because he was holding the line too long. No. <gasps> wow. So apparently, this cop was guy was a twenty year veteran on the force, right? Mm. And he was waiting in line at a McDonald's, but the the like nineteen year old white dude in front of him was taking too long. He gets out of his car, 
comes up and says something to him, just like you don't ever know, you never know who uh, who you might piss off, and then pulled a gun out, put a gun to his neck, it was like, and then like berated him for like another thirty seconds and got back in his car. This is how I know dude snapped. He was one driving a, an undercover uh, car assigned to him by the department, and he was wearing his fucking police shield. <laughs> like that is like a sign when. Like, dude, you've just been on, you, 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 yeah. you've been on the force too He's long. been undercover too long. Yeah, dude, you've been bro- doing this too fucking long. He y'all. broke his cover every day. For chicken nuggets, yo. For some chicken <laughs> oh, nuggets. Oh, man. Uh, and, the, and the funny part, I don't know where the hell that place is, but I'm assuming A, is it got to be down south somewhere. Yeah. And then B, this shit must be good, because when they interview black folks, white folks, they were like, mm, I like it steamed. I was like, what the what the hell? I, I'll tell you this much. I like the gizzards. <laughs> yeah, that was a white dude. I can tell you this much, though. Uh, if you didn't know these are two black people from the name Antonius right. and Antonius Jr., ah. come on, man. Come on. Um, all right, here's the last story. I hate to do it to Chris, but he's the guest today. So a ratchetness, y'all. Uh, Texas man charged with waving a medieval type sword. Matter of fact, I was listening to Blacking It Up and, um, Elon said he didn't want to own a, own a gun because he knew his temper. But Elon owns swords. People That's do not. dangerous with a temper. People do not respect the fucking sword in America, man. They like, cut. You know, this is a man who would definitely plead for gun control, but yet no semblance of sword control. So just, just it's the same. All the same to me. The hypocrisy of the left on this is astounding. <laughs> yeah, it is. A Central Texas man is accused of using a medieval type sword to threaten a woman trying to mediate a fight between him and his wife. The Waco Tribune Herald reports that Jamie Lewis Wehunt was charged with waving the weapon in the woman's direction. Oh. A police a police spokesman says the woman reported meeting Wehunt and his wife at a Waco pool hall. After the couple fought, Weehunt's wife allegedly asked the woman to follow them home and stay for a few minutes because she was afraid. Coming in there trying to help somebody problems. Man, you better call wow. the police. Uh, she told, <laughs> I'm trying yeah, to imagine, yeah, I'm trying to imagine that conversation without me calling the police. Rod, I just, I'm so scared. I don't even want to go home alone. Uh, he might do anything. He'll kill me. I don't know. Can you come with me? No. Mm-mm. What we can do is call the police. <laughs> I'm not dying for you, lady. Uh, she told the police that we hunt threatened her after she arrived at the home, holding the sword as if he was going to attack her. He was arrested Friday and charged with aggravated assault and criminal mischief. And I'm pretty sure that uh, the wife probably got mad at the other lady for calling the cops. Of course. So, like, he was just going to beat me a little bit. You're going to call the cops because he put a sword in your face, punk. Counsels <laughs> eat. Um... But that's not against the race. That's just a warning. Okay. Anyway, this has been another episode of the Blackout Tips. Our guest was Chris from the Insanity Check uh, podcast. Of course, uh, you guys know how to follow him on Twitter at Insanity Report. Um, anything else you're working on right now, Chris? No, that's it. We should, uh, I think, uh, Phenom's doing a pain and gain uh, review probably this week. And I think, uh, I know me and uh, Kev have Iron Man 3 next Tuesday. So that'll be on movie trailer reviews um, on uh, iTunes. You can get it get it there, and um, that's it. Make sure y'all check them out, man. Uh, these dudes are also official critics, you know, film critics. They are. Uh, they letting us in the door. I don't know what's going on with that, but we're in now. I wish you are. Um, make sure you guys also uh, check out, um, you know, Adam and Eve. Use the code TBGWT. 
we'll be back tomorrow at five o'clock with patrice c and we will talk about them thrones. thrones uh really anticipating can I, that can i just say i really hate the fact that i want to watch that show so bad but i don't have hbo oh like, I'm going to start downloading the episodes, man, because it's like it sounds like a show that I would fucking love. Oh, man, you I would. I don't want to pay for HBO, so it's like, yeah. it's fucking killing me. If you, like, got a, a, you got an Xbox, so if you can just find somebody that has HBO but doesn't use that HBO Go, oh, you're right. you can just do that, man. There's a ton of people that have it and just don't even use it or think about using it. You're so, right. The only, like thing the, is, the only thing is you can't watch it at the same time, but people that have HBO don't really use HBO Go for anything. So Shit, I do. You should uh, do it. He just said that he, he got some link he can send me. Great. Because yeah. I'd I, I, I be seeing you guys talk about this shit, and I'm like, yo, son, I want to like, I wanna get in on this. You man. would love it. Awesome. I gotta oh, go. man. All right. So, yeah. Make sure you guys come back tomorrow at 5 uh, and uh, check us out. Go to Adam and Eve, the Blackout Tips. Donate. Uh, one time or recurring totally up to you um but you guys are supporting the show right now and we'll let you guys know when the premium stuff is up um so until tomorrow i love you you too baby Mwah. Mwah.